This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Farscape. Two thousand away, we weren't. Wasn't. The episode opens with a squad of armoured peacekeepers. Keepers with soldiers' weapons that are ready, marching with brisk determination for the corridors of the Phonium. At the head is an unarmed young peacekeeper named Vorek. He is tall and slender with handsome black dark eyes and hair. turns without breaking his urgent pace to pilot's den, the Levonium, where he stops in front of the pilot. The soldiers run, fan out to flank him. On either side, his pilot's appearance is indistinguishable from the pilot we knew, we know, but her gaze is to fight. She speaks with the voice of a strong and sure older woman, Lady Pilot, Lieutenant Volek. His play of force would change nothing. Volek, this is not a display. I offer you one final chance to cooperate, Lady Pilot, passionately. I have been bonded to this fine for twenty-one cycles. Two minds, two bodies, intertwined in one. Speaks of Edridge, Constantacary. Indistinct at times, as if we're marching her, watching on an old film. Whatever your secret project is, I will not precipitate. Orek, his tone is mild but persistent. This finding will do what I wish if you lead her to do so. Lady Punnett, with anger and contempt, you be subject us, torture us, and now you expect us to cooperate with you? You have no understanding of convent, convent between the finding and pilot. Orek, and he makes no response except to say quietly in Lady Pilot's own language, et atta etta. Lady Pilot, Lady Pilot, she whispers clear, gasps, clear taken back by Varric's words. She whispers another pilot, Varric unblinking. He being held down at transport bay, awaiting your decision. Lady Pilot recovering from a shock, she demands angrily, I insist you reverse the control color of anesthetic. Waking into funny at once, but that moment a feminine voice is heard from the distance to the den, entrance to the den. Crassus, outraged by Lady Pilot's atrocity, you insist the image again takes on the quality of an old documentary film, a jumpy home movie. She shouts to Varric, Lieutenant, what is going to take us along, Varric? Crassus advances towards him. I'm offering her one last chance to see the folly of her. Crassus cutting him off. Have you skewed a placement pilot? Varric, yes, Captain, but... Crisis cutting him off again. He screams the order the PK soldiers fire. With that, the squad of soldiers raise their weapons and commence firing on the lady pilot. She screams and withers in agony as volley after volley of pulse fire hits her, finally penetrating her tough hide and killing her. Varric have turned to face Crisis when he enters, he enters does not take his eyes off him during the murder of Lady Pilot. Finally, when he screams, stop, there's no sound but a dripping of her blood, and the original sizzle of her charred flesh. Crisis demands impatiently of Vorek, how long will it take to place her? Vorek, I can, can't be certain until we strap the body. Crisis furious, and stop wasting my time. Get your unit working. Begins to exit, but that but turns back to look at Vorek, who stands rooted at the spot where Crisis left him. The screams move. Elise has seen once again comes the home movie. One of the PK soldiers has a camera mounted on his helmet, which now swivels from back to Vorek's head in the party crisis. First to the dead Lady Pilot and soldiers standing next to him, and says, PK camera, man, how far down there do you think it is? Vorek overhears the question and turns to his head. So do I know. I'll find out soon enough. PK Cameron grumbling. I hate waste removal. Varric shouting furiously. Keep your opinions to yourselves. Is that clear? The camera whirls about like lightning and stops at the face of one of his fellow soldiers. He pulls off a camera helmet and they all shout, Yes, sir. Audrey stops at the face of a female soldier. 
towards Aaron. Aaron face shimmers away to reveal Shinan and John. They're sitting somewhere in Moya, the other side of the table, and the table projector holding in the hollow chip, which the frozen visage of Aaron rises. They have been watching a recording of past events aboard Moya. John stone is flat and is clearly disturbed by his scene. If you ask Shinan, John, where did you find this? Shinan quietly, top tier, digging through all the drain stored up there. John muttering ruminantly. Must be some kind of peacekeeper recording device. Shinan, did you see what I see? This is Aaron. It shows she would been a bold Moya. John annoying her as he, sta- uh, sa- he stares at the image of Moya Aaron's face. Peekers must have kept his thing running 24-7 spy. No people. Shinan insists upon his attention. Crichton, that is Aaron. She's been a bold Moya before. He looks out of her. She killed her partner. He makes a response other than to lower his eyes back to the recorded image of Aaron staring coldly at over him. He'd look, his look is that of a man with pulse, horrified, confused, and very worried. Cut to later. The crew of Moya, not including Ponnet, have gathered to watch the recording together. They confront Aaron. He sits at the table closest to the bottom recording as it plays. The others are gathered loosely around. Watching and listening grimly, Rachel grasps with horror the projected death of Lady Pilot by firing squad. Aaron seems to be having trouble watching it. PK squad on the recording shouts, Yes, sir. Camera focuses on face. She abruptly yanks the telescope out of the projector. Projector slaps it on the table. Aaron, upset, angry, near tears. Yes, it's me, a minute. Are you happy now? Says Anne, gentle but customary. It shows you've been a bold boy before. There you go. Why did you tell us? Tell us? Why the damning, criminally obvious, isn't it? She helped murder a defenseless pilot. Aaron, her voice is quivering. I must have been about three circles. There have been about hundreds, about hundreds of fires. No idea that, that it was a Moya. She sighed. Oh, not so. None Caesarians look alike. Is that it? Aaron, I'm, I don't know, she John's stepping up to take Aaron's part. And hopefully defuse a potentially explosive situation. Look, Aaron, it's on that tape. He's not there, and we know that is a long time ago. Why are not backing down that easily? Five circles isn't long. Huh, I'd have bored Moya by then. Suzanne Bayful, as I was. Why do a customary? Maybe you were one of the ones who t- took a turn at torturing me. Ever torture Havian? They go chiming on a chorus, chorus of doubt. Perhaps you helped torture me too. I know she's upset and racked with guilt. She sits watching his friends resting their elbows on the table. The table wringing their hands in front of her face. John attempted to confront her. Comfort her. He reaches to touch her shoulder. Aaron, just don't. But he slaps his hand away, without taking a gaze from the others, who she knows she could very well have been directly helped to torment. John steps back and dresses a lot of them firmly. Okay, everybody. Neutral colonels, let's chill out for a microt. We have all our things in our past. We'd rather not have an instant play play. Sedan, refusing to allow him to minimize. Multitude. What happened? She replies in a deadly tone. True enough, John. But I still don't, can't accept the cold. But he's thought of was such a helpless creature. Aaron bursting into, out defensively. Oh, it's perfectly fine to cut off one of his arms then. This is the lands and fixes her with her own game. Rigel pronouncing his judgment, peacekeeper murderer. Pronouncing his judgment, peacekeeper murderer. Aaron lunges furiously at him. But John goes after and pulls her back as he yells, John Aaron, no. But her fury, as much as self directed as it is at Rigel, is tense. He turns on him. Before things can escalate further, he stops her short with the words, don't. You're helping, you're not helping your cause. She ain't breaking the momentary silence for something resembling. Coincidentally, words. What have you guys been thinking all this time? What? She's not with picking out picking baskets of rollers, buds, or all the other mean pigs did all that real nasty stuff. A moment of silence as Aaron turns her face again, looking dead and drained. As Aaron looks away, she was a peacekeeper. Aaron flat, yes, I was a peacekeeper. And things were very different then. As she speaks, her voice quivers again, seeing shifts were present to three years ago. Emoya was part of the peacekeeper fleet and included at least two other Lithuanians, crisis command carrier. My priority and my value of my perfect relationships. The Moya of Aaron's memory bur- bustles. 
the peacekeepers, their prowlers and teleports, docking and unloading. Elders and information being crispy, called and acknowledged. Jeannie herself is the only soldier standing in sentry duty. Outside one of Kelga Bay's, her dark hair is tight pulled back. She's clad in body, black body armour and toting a big rifle. Varek approaches her. Varek presently offers the sun. She turns towards him. Wish you were back flying barriers again? Huh? She does not respond. Looks away as if keeping an eye on the crowds moving around them. The long pause. He speaks again. She looks back at him as he says, You're a very fine pilot. I'm glad you were resigned. To my, to my flying my transport. Miss Cotronity just stares blankly at him. He doesn't give up. She turns to walk at a sentry post. He falls in beside her. We are, we were in space for twenty-two solar days, and nor not once did you ask what the cargo was. Aaron clearly not pleased with assignment, but she speaks in neutral tone, mindful that she's superior. He's a superior officer. He also is a man. I get the ain't of patrol patrol duty, but calls resign, resign to transport duty. That's fine. I do what I'm ordered to do, but it doesn't mean I have to be interested. Free curiosity isn't against regulations, officer. Aaron asking questions is, and besides, but a question to ask my superiors it would be why I was pulled from prior detail. When do I get to go back? By that moment, their attention is drawn by muffled cries of distress coming from a huge black shrouded object sitting alone nearby the trolley. Vodic approaches it and stepping under the trolley and he fastens that mesh and throws it back to reveal the muzzled face of Pollock. His great amber eyes are rolling wide with terror. Vodic satisfying Amber's curiosity where she, whether she was not any or not a replacement pilot. Come back to present, Aaron still sits with the rest of the crew, except for Rigel, who seems to have departed. The behind chip is lying on the table in front of her. Where she slammed it down, John amazed. Aaron, you saw Pollock, our Pollock, being brought on the board. And I was sent on the cargo transport mission. That was my cargo. I know that it was my way. And that it was Pollock. I would have said something long ago. Dago tensely, tensely. Can I tell if you're lying or not? One thing I know, for all your stakes, Pollock's never been better Never see this recording. He strides forward, picking up the projector and chip, stalks out of the room. Then, without visible anger, but clearly not wishing to be Aaron's company, that's done is done. There's nothing we do about it now. If you excuse me, I'd rather spend the next few arms alone. Sweets out as well. Then, nervously. So, our pilot wasn't Moya's first pilot, screams anxiously. But I'm sure, don't know, you... Well, I was sure, didn't know you pl- you could place them. Aaron, looking away from Trini, staring in space, she says quietly, you can place them all right, but it's a long, difficult, dangerous procedure. Trini, I feel you, smile face. I think I'll go check on Zan. She leaves hastily. John, go. So the guy on the tape, that was his job, to place Miss Pollock, Mr. Pollock. Aaron, sounding very tired, involved his job to bond the new Pollock, the ship, to Moya, any way he could. Cut back to Moya for three cycles ago. Back to the moment, just after Vorek was unveiled pilot. Vorek stands close to him and gently adjusts the muzzle and moves the black mesh aside. Some more pilot eyes are fixed upon him, like a child looking at an adult to have help. If any bubbles in native language, Vorek smoothly as he leans close to pilot's face. Remember what we discussed? Remember what we discussed? There's nothing to be afraid of. Aaron, as he watches from several feet away, impressively, Portraying a spark of curiosity about a very strange creature. I can't stand what he's saying. Vorek with a mixture of pride and admiration. And perhaps showing off a bit as Aaron. Aaron he strokes the pilot's cheek to calm and assure him. Speaking his species' ancient language, one sentence can carry over a hundred different facts, concepts, emotions, but are too complex for a translator to microbes. Pilot sighs and seems to relax. Vorek pulls a knife. From it, sheath from a sheath, and it continues. Once you come down, once you're comfortable here, they start to simplify his senses for us. At that moment, crisis enters. Entrance is announced by a soldier. 
Bonnet quickly adapts to a diff- different mean and puts on a show of force for crisis. Fixes a switch on a knife like tool and applies it to Twilight's chest. Emits an electrical, electrical charge that causes Pike wither quite in pain, so Volick says suddenly, who is straightening out, who will do so immediately. Is that clear? Chris is watching with satisfaction, and watches too, looking disturbed. What is, what is he seeing Volick do? Paramount cowers and assess, sense the Volick's shadow command. Volick turns, if noticing crisis for the first time. Kind of crisis. Chris is running into problems already, Lieutenant? Not filling me with confidence, Volick. No, not a problem, sir. Cuphead, Aaron, and John and Moya present where Aaron discontinues it, continues to talk. And pensive. No, it's not, it happened. It's over. They then said, what is done is done. I cannot undo it. John, I just thought perhaps if you talked. Aaron, no means no, John. That she stands up and leaves, but once in the corridor, have you view, she falters and stops. It over over slightly, if made nauseous by the power the memory stirred up by the recordings. Cut back to Moya three seconds ago. Three seconds ago, Crisis and Boric are walking briskly along the corridor. Aaron trails behind her as they speak. Boric, I asked to make the assertion will be complete in 83 arms. Crisis, you make me. You have. You may have 60. Boric, it can't be done. Crisis, then you will find a way. Whose sole responsibility is to install this new pilot and teach her to command his throne in as a director. Varek, the pilot is a he, sir. With due respect, I understand my responsibilities. Pilot is young and experienced. Crisis said his wife, a peacekeeper and entry tech, sent me, sent me you. You're the only one that could do what I want as quickly as I want. He starts and turns to face Varek. Aaron hovers behind him, looks studied with blankness on her face. So that's how my project depends on it. Are you telling me you can't? Very respectful, but with defiance of a man who takes pride in his work. It will take time to decriminate him, more time to conform physiologically, and even more time to teach it. That is what my report was saying, quite dangerously, and my report was saying that you merely excuses of mass your own incompetence. Whose report do you think that will be believed? Don't you threaten me, Lieutenant. Take a lesson from your new pilot. Anyone can be replaced. These turns to leave Aaron, but Aaron been waiting the chance of graduate now. Aaron, Captain Crisis. He pauses to face her from a few paces away, kindred with military formality. Officer Aaron's son, Aaron Command, Com- Company, Pacific Regiment, currently reassigned. I'd like to state my case of being returned to my regular assignment as a prowler. Crisis is completely indigenous, pretty concerns. Soldiers are. Having without his any further acknowledgement of his existence, turns on his heel and walks off. Where the door is heard slamming somewhere. Aaron looks crestfallen. Varek looks bitter as he says, Aaron, Varek, I guess we're stuck with each other for at least a little while longer. He walks, turns and walks away as well, as well, leaving Aaron alone. As two of her fellow grunts approach, they give her a bullish little shove base. By way of greeting and block her path, seeing his officer's son may not be well liked by her comrades. Bull soldier, well, well, if it's in a high and mighty little prowler islet. Hair soldier, he slaps handful of slime on Aaron's uniform. Too good to get down to the hole with us and dig out the old pilot's guts, huh? Bold soldier, delivery being gross. All those no fibers. I can't believe how far down Beastie got into the ship. Haired shoulder scoots looping and have a great smear of pilot thin guts on her cheek and neck. Aaron recalls with disgust. Well, you're one of us now. You'll be digging guts for us next time. Aaron pushes past them without saying a word. Cut to present day Moya. Aaron alone in a gym forestly swinging at a punching bag. She howls a pain at memories. Every blow she delivers the furniture collapses on the mat, sobbing, her knuckles are bloody from the violence. The workout, slow footsteps approach as she lays there, John softly. You're making hamburger here. She sits down on his knee beside her on the mat, reaches to comfort her, tries to push him off, but it's gently persistent. 
talk to me. Come on. Bring it down to a level. The mat pulls her up. Cradling her and she sobs broken heartily. What happened back then? She continues to cry inconsolably. As he pulls her slowly, her tears abate. Cut to later, Aaron and John are still in the gym. Sitting on the mat, Aaron has gathered herself. Sits a couple of feet away from him as they talk. Aaron quietly and in frank, unusual frankness. Crudden, you might have noticed that at times I keep at you at distance. John many times, vast distances. Aaron, there's a distant reason for that. John, just one? She takes makes her response go ahead. Aaron must be curious, a bread and reared. For one purpose, military surface reaction is assigned. No such thing as lifelong mate. John, but you have relationships, the man, female kind. And of course, there are many as often as you want. Please keep a high command and understand troopers' biological needs. I mean, you don't connect with anyone openly. You never have with any longevity against the point my relationships back then. Tended to be somewhat, he reaches the word he wants. John, empty, Aaron, painful. So, well, what does that have to do with the tape? What? Ah, this is about the guy, Vorick. Cut back to Roy of three, of three seconds ago. Anne glances superficially round her. Before entering private quarters of Bald Moya. As she does, Vorick is there, waiting for cut back to present day Moya. What about him? And uh, he um, cut back to Moya three seconds ago. Private quarters. Anne removes her jacket, stands, tank top. Vorick approaches her from behind and grabs her, bending her to face him. Cut back to present day Moya. Johnny, what? Aaron, we cut back to Moya three seconds ago. Vorick. Claps his hands over Myron's mouth, swings around onto the bed. But there's no rate, this is no rate to play. He moves his hand and gazes over a moment. They him kiss with a gentle passion. Cup of present day Moya, we were lovers. John taking back lovers? Averts his eyes. I'm embarrassed, perhaps. Less sure of his presumptions about her. Lovers are interesting. Didn't think I've ever seen you use that word before. So did Stemmer's unable to quite figure out how to conformulate the question. Did you love him? Aaron, I felt something for him. I never felt for any of the other men I really created with. I don't know what it was, but I guess now I could say it was love. John Wright, well, from what way you tell the story, you sounded kind of sadistic. Aaron, with a voice quivering, no, the opposite. That was the problem. And at the moment, Pilot interrupts them via clamshell viewer. Pilot icily offers a son. She and John look at the image. P.F. Pilot, she stares painfully at Aaron and holds one claw, which definitely holds a microchip of Lady Pipe's murderer. You must talk. He cuts communication. John, how the hell did you get a hold of that? Aaron, doesn't matter. He's seen it. I have to go to talk to him. John, fine. I'll go with you. Aaron, no. It just has to be him. Just for him and me. Shortly after, cut the pipe's den. Great old door opens. Aaron stands, silhouetted. Here for a moment, Pilot's facing away to fix his left eye in her as he slowly approaches his console. Aaron, Pilot, no response. It's difficult for both of us. Pilot abruptly swivels to face her, hitting fury in both of us. Isn't it me on that calling, committing biotic slaughter with no remorse? Aaron, pleading but firm, confident, he come around. Is this me, Pilot? Aaron, we are closer than any other two, two of us on the ship. I still carry remembrance of your DNA inside of me. But that's, but that's why the betrayal cuts so deep and the defensive loudly, bordering aggression. Your day is not the same day as a pilot was calling. Again, she snatches hologram chip from the projector and slaps it down. Do you have any idea how I felt when I saw it? When I was reminded what I had done, and now is not the time to make it about yourself, pilot Aaron. Pilot lets loose with a loud growl, pure rage, and lashes out of her with one claw. Gets her by the throat and commences to throttle her as he struggles ineffectually against his strength. Now cut back to Moya three cycles ago, but this time from Pilot's perspective. The scene is that is the den, the pilot is still muzzled, his arms bound. Since his body cannot be manly lifted to pilot station, he is suspended over it by use of crane like set of cables being lowered in place. The great room rings. The calls of PK's traditions. He looks confused and frightened. Violet crouches below the pilot station to guide the placement. Pilot's attached to a great ring. 
through his apparatus upon which he still sit, be able to swivel at his console for the rest of his life. Aaron Varek steps aside as the ring with pilot make contact station. He uses what looks like a sort of notebook computer to monitor the process. The ring comes in place of metallic clang, but looks like anxious from side to side. New surroundings. Pilot station through tears. His top up consists console where pilot of a body is seen. Lower here is where the unseen connections of Moya are made with his bodily lower body. Bonnet climbs the ladder to the top of the station he calls. Bonnet prepare for all powers conduits to connect. Tech, we are ready, sir. Bonnet, he comes behind the console to stand near pilot and says gently, we're ready to remove this thing now, so remember, calm and easy. K pilot watches him and nods his panting and anxiety. Okay, here we go. Throw it list of the muzzle the pilot's mouth. From pilot's mouth and pilot immediately bursts in frantic instead of pilot speak. Pilot ka ka chi can ta ka kaguyu. Pilot slow, slow remember, simple sentences, yes. Pilot holding as he struggles to make himself understood. Am I there? Pilot, he holds a scanning device next to his pilot's head. After sensing the reader, replies, Indeed you are, your new home. Pilot, he takes his eyes from Vorik. The next first time he gazes wonder, console in front of him. Ship, Vorik, her name is Moya. Pilot, repeating the name with awe and joy, a child introduced to a wonderful new creature, Moya. Cut back to present day, Moya. Pilot continues to scream, inherent rage. Aaron struggles to free herself from his chokehold. Aaron, she managed to gag out a distress call via calm. Oh, go, Crichton, 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 cut to him in the corridor. He breaks into a run for Pilot's den. Aaron, there you go, joining John. What happened? John Aaron went to see Pilot. Somehow got his hands recording. There you go. I had that recording on my quarters hidden. Cut back to the Pilot's den. He continues his assault on Aaron. He cut again to Vora three years ago. Pilot and Vorek continue talking to Vorek proceeds with an artificial pro bonding process. Pilot in hesitant, nervous, eager to know. Moya, does she know I'm here, does she? Vorek, she's under heavy sedation at the moment, but she'll be and uh, uh, she will be until the bonding is complete. Pilot, he still struggles to find words, he says with genuine innocence. A bonding takes over over a cycle. Time is two. Like he stops his work and lays a hand upon his shoulders. A natural bonding. We don't have time for that. Cut the back to present day Moya. Dago and John burst into Pilot's den, taking a terrible scene, imagining handing Pilot in processing, strangling Aaron to death. John, no. Dago, Pilot. He and John rush to Aaron's aid, but Pilot, freshly, swats both of them away. Through the flies, goes sprawling yards. The great navigates console. Aaron struggling to breathe. John, pilot hits a panel on his console. Dago and John begin to suck away from him. Aaron by a powerful rush of air. John is venting the chamber. Cut back to pilot and Vorek. Three cycles ago, pilot he still sits with muzzle hanging loose around his neck as he watches Vorek work and says slowly, "His ship is Moya. She doesn't know her old pilot is dead, does she?" When she's waking my presence here, it'll be a complete surprise to her. Well, by then, the dining process will be complete. There's no time to allow you further adjustments to new, your new surroundings. He climbs back down to the lower tier when pilots are Donovan. Back legs exposed. It's best of all of us. But it's, it's best for all of us the sooner we get over with then he reaches inside Pilot's body via what seems a natural orifice with his bare hand pulls out a great mass of snowy white guts and nerve fibers look like loops of small vacuum cleaner hoses Pilot grits his teeth and groans of, of, of his discomfort cut back to present day Moya Pilot screams of rage now tempers off agonized groans of memory then instead of finishing Aaron turns to the floor where she lies, coughing and gasping, shuts down the venting of the chamber atmosphere, roars at her pilot, he killed his ship, her pilot, the pilot that belonged here. I will not have you aboard, dealing with fighting her. We are present until our knees. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This vessel, John is able to get to his feet. Red Aaron, when he moves out to sit up and get air, his pilot continues, while he will not move another matra. John Gates, the pilot, dumbstruck, but his unprocedural display of passion and power. Great navigate simultaneously shuts Maya down. It's dim. Her engine powered back. And as she glides, the stops stop dead. The pace of her running lights wink. Two by two pipes grunts with stubborn finality. Soon after, cut to command, Diego yells in frustration. He jabs her in the operating control consoles, kicks them in furious atmosphere. Pipes completely cut the crow off from Maya's command functions. Nearby, she needs rage or as Rachel in a deadlock. Shinny, you stole that data count from Diego room, didn't you? By the grounds and clutches her, her grip. You said it upon it, didn't you? Rachel, we deserve to see the truth. Trini, with sarcasm, or oh, the truth. Rachel and Diego struggles loudly, trying to get response from another control panel. It was my ethic duty. Ethical duty. Trini Ethical Rigel I don't mean a principle as well as action Trini Principle No I think you showed it to him so he, owe, so he owed you one yeah big one so he's his delicate eyebrows twist it immensely John Rigel screams in a moment and John enters John well there you go pilots creature of his world we've not moved one metre we're just drifting John unnerved no, we've never seen pilot like this before. Drop of an arm, basically you can muster with few stuttering remarks. With this, he shuts down the ship. He tries to kill Aaron. Diego shut down his right. We're not moving unless he wants us to. John thoughtfully, there's more to the, that. It and then what's on the call is kind of one and makes you wonder how pain things were back then. Diego, I don't know. Wouldn't know. Spent a whole fit time with a collarbone, trained the walls of my cell. He talks about leaving John to understand things pretty bad indeed. Because the Dan, who was with Aaron, who was with Aaron, takes the slaver, oh, slaver on her fingers and slavers it without gentleness. And Aaron bruised in the royal neck. Aaron witnesses pain. Sam with unsmiling passive aggression. Ah, oh, did it hurt you, my dear? Aaron, she's angry, pushes Aaron. Zidane's hands away and she says bitterly, You've done, Zidane, thank you for your compassion. Turns away and Zidane mutters, Zidane, interesting, hearing you speak of compassion. Aaron turning her back to her, a voice elsewhere. Think I lack compassion? Pilot of right. That I defile. Why are we present? Zidane takes my pointed eye contact. Well, you know what? He's right, and you're, you're right. He turns and yanks the double bag open. Zidane looks on in silence. I will be on my prowler out of here in less than an arm. Begins throwing of gear into the bag. Zidane, perhaps regretting your harshness, so he whispers, I'm sorry. I know, Zidane. I am what I am. I did what I did. Zidane, constantly, as Aaron finishes her packing and abruptly sits the duffel clothes. Aaron, your choice back then is exactly what was expected of you in a world that was the only kind of peacekeeper you could be. Aaron looks back at her, perhaps startled by the comment. She knows it's not true. Cut back to Moya, three circles. Aaron and Varick are in bed. They've just finished mouth making. Aaron stretches up behind, away, uh, away from him. About a word makes to leave. Varick, did you hear some call of battle stations that I didn't? Aaron, no. But we finished. I have got to get my duty station. Varick, well, you're not expected there for another arm. Spend it here with me. He allows us to pull back down on the bed. You don't enjoy being here with me? And it's my momentarily at him. Oh, I enjoy it. Right, guessing with faults. But is it right to feel free? Feel, I feel something for a fellow but a peacekeeper, is it? And well, what's the point? We won't be signed together forever. Right, softly as he strokes her face. We could be. 
a fairly high in effect military high tech heresy could make it happen if he wanted me to Aaron Peacekeeper's high command takes all assignments decisions makes all assignment decisions in fact high command does not make right decisions come on Aaron you and I have been intimate since the second sort of day of voyage to get here something about you something special I think you know as he sits up brushes his hand away no no I'm not special Right, don't take the peacekeeper's hard line, Aaron. You understand what I am saying? You can honestly tell me all you want is to fly paras. Paras like a thousand others, and serve a madman like Captain Crisis. Aaron, that is outright insubordination. Right, no, it's not. It's observation. Think about the box the peacekeeper's put your mind in, Aaron. Crisis mean it. He's converted convert project to domination. Abomination. Aaron suddenly, suddenly fearful. No, I don't know anything about Christ's project. I don't want to know. Turns his dress and puts her hair up. Right, appealing to her higher emotions. Project will likely kill his Leviathan. I cannot let that happen. Will you? That happen will not. Aaron, she abruptly turns back to him and demands, What does that mean? Right, there's a long pause. He looks at her for making a proposal. Aaron, I know how I feel about you. I think. I know how you feel about me. When I leave here, I want you to come with me. You'll be much, so much more. Cut the present modern day. Admire. As John said some words, saying words for when he first met. Enters the room and breaks Aaron's room. John Aaron. She moves back, turns back to look over the shoulder at him. What are you doing? So then she packs up her medicine and leaves. She's going to do... Pilot asked, he's planning to leave Moya. Aaron and John look at each other without words. Shortly after they go up to Pilot's den, John enters. Den is dark and empty. Pilot sits at his console and crystal steel. His eyes are an empty look. His face is unreadable blank. John with firm but gentle determination approaches Pilot. Pilot, have to talk. Let's hash this out. Right here, right now. Five cents, the doctor's ring. Pilot looks back at him dully. Cut back to Moya, three cycles ago. Pilot memory, the day you bonded. Moya plays on. Right, speaking to Pilot from a lower tier where he's been slicing Pilot's great nervous bundles. To Moya, Moya, major systems graphs are complete now. Are you ready for this? Pilot's sitting very still and struggling to speak. His voice quivering. I am in great, great bill of pain. Well, as he continues working, but without some genuine regret. You'll be you get used to the pain. Violet dismissed, dismayed, dismayed, and frightened. Get used to it. It'll go away, won't it? Well, I'm afraid not. But pants and moans quietly. Mouths open, eyes staring. Unfortunate permanent side effect. Grafting process. Your voice seems to fade. A bit of pilot's fears. Free pain. Now I'm not. I'm going to awaken or finding. All the senses will awaken instantly. Along with the conscious. Remember, senses are now yours. Your tone's on a, a sort of edge of excitement. Wonder whether I can say you're prepared. You for what you're about to experience. Look at Pilot. I try not try not be afraid. Pilot's struggling to maintain his composure. I won't cry out. Rorak. Knowing better. You will. He runs his hand. With notebook computer. Moya comes to life. Pilot does not cry out. He screams at the dawn. The dawn out streak. There's someone hurling towards certain horror death. All hell breaks loose. Moya shudders and lurches. Lights flash, circuits over, over, one, overload, barks flying. She seems to jump spontaneously into Starburst, but screaming with complete unbashed indignity. Something's wrong, something's horribly wrong. Very calmly, Moya shudders and buckles, bucks. Moya can sense your presence. She knows you're not the old pilot. But screaming, an electrical sizzle is heard and he's jolted. Yeah, what is that? Forek tapping the computer. I'm sorry, it's a pain pulse. My control, a cold job bother. We must force her to set you. Pilot is straining to speak for the agony. Ah, it's unbearable. Forek is the only way for her to set you as a new pilot. Pilot agonized cries continue. Turbulence of bo- false bonding. Cut the present day Moya. Pilot is telling the awful story to John. He looks stunned, barely able to comprehend magnitude of what he is to be joined with a ship. Much less the boy horror. It's horror. Pilot, his voice quiver. 
Why and it set to me because you tortured into it. Then violently tortured into it. Then before John's eye pot begins to firstly tear at himself. Blanks lies, small explosions wrap across his console, and still he grunts with pain, his self mobilization mobilization. It brings him up one claw for John to see a mass of his own nerves, tentacles. Clear bluish fluid runs freely from where Pilot ripped away John is speechless. Then he struggles to understand what he's seen. Pilot informs him painfully, but suicidal calm. Maya is free of me. John disbelieving what he's witnessing. Sets aside and soft speaks softly. Pilot, what the hell have you what the hell have you? Pilot breathing heavily, his speech halting. I no longer bonded to her. Cut to Maya, she floats in space. She's rolling and yawning unsteadily. She's confused or disoriented. Cut back to command Diego, Sedana monitoring. Diego and breathing major variances. Major variances of life support system. Eternal gravity ladders. All deforming. Maya is trying to fix herself. Sedan, because Pilot is offline. Diego hits a comm to John. John, what the fuck is going on down there? Cover the pilot then. John's called up onto the console, looking over its edge. Pilot suffers affected wounds, but it's quiet and seems unconcerned. Drawing frantic shouts. John, a mixture of anger, fear, and despair. Pilot, what the hell have you done? Scraping at the damage. No, no, this is no good. No, not good. Pilot slowly turning his great face to John. He murmurs a face, fading voice. The pain is finally gone. Shortly after, cut back to command, which had been plunged into darkness. Anna and John stand holding flashlights for Diego, who's trying to get one of the console, control consoles back online. John, the pilot, has been in pain all this time, and very lightly. Remember that Varek was forced to graft part of Maya's systems instead of letting the process occur naturally. Diego, why didn't you tell us this before? I was snapping him, because I didn't know it was pilot this pilot, remember? And that sounds like a small explosion. Moya lurches and yawns violently, again causing him to nearly lose their footing. John irritated kids save it for the after school. Right now, had to fix this thing so we stop bobbing about like three men in a tub. Aaron Diego, we don't. Diego, we need pilot's help. He's got to instruct us through the process manually. John worried, well, yeah. I don't think pilot is the finding for dummies. Kind of mood right now. Cut back to Moya, free cycle code, pilot den. Moya calmed and things are quiet again. PK technicians who still come and go and do their business. Aaron enters his stand, watching pilot Vorek. From lower tier on the pilot station, continues to work with him. Fine tuning the connection to Voya. Pilot looks oddly alone in the midst of PK adaptivity. Overek acknowledges, speaks to him. Pilot responding to something Vorek has said. Yes, working. Vorek, does that feel good? Pilot a bit uncertainly, yes. Varek coaxing, sure. Pilot, mmm. Varek makes uh, some adjustment. There, how's that? Pilot, much better. The RD ends. Bonded my impulses now. Hundreds of them. Varek looks up towards the pilot, with expression that suggests that, but some fear of the future of his own, many armed prodigies. Prodigy. No attention approaches, and Varek climbs out the top tier to speak with him. Quiet, Polly watches him from. Move away from him. Take Varek and complete the task you asked for. Everything went according to plan. Break the structure in place. The shaft is sealed. Rest of the phase of whispers. As another text joins them, finally Varek pats them. As they leave, muttering, Good, good, great. Aaron, who stayed in the shadows, near the door, turns to leave too, but turns back and hears the pilot's innocent question. Pilot, what secret project of Lieutenant Varek? Right, coming back and staying with Pilot. The console, I see, see your, I see your height fighting senses are fully functional. The project is nothing for you to concern yourself with, but I must make s- certain it should never be threat, be threat to you ship ever again. And turns away, her lips pursed thoughtfully. Cut back to present day Moya. Command Aaron. They go near John Yelp as they staggered by another violent lurch. Aaron, I have to talk to him. She makes us leave, but John stops her. John urgently, Aaron, no, no. Pilot etches sketch isn't operating after all. Lobs right now. Lobs right now. Afraid seeing you won't help. Jago sighs, he's locked himself inside his chamber. The only in these taken up to sensitive positions. You might have you must have used voice command. Aaron, it's all my fault. John, I don't buy that. Unless more having back then. 
makes no response other than to look at him. So what happened back then? And this long silence looks down, looks at Diego, who looked back expectantly, waiting. Suddenly he pulls away, takes off, has to talk to him. Diego and John, Aaron, are jolted by another great shudder from Moya. Diego, I'll go. John, no. Why are you on to this? Diego, no, I can talk some sense into both of them. John, Diego, no, look. They settle the argument in a manly way. John holds his up his fist, flop, paper, scissors. They suddenly cut the free. John throws scissors. Diego throws paper, see ya. And John takes off after our run. Diego muttering with disgust. Can't believe it. Soon after, cut to dark, narrow access shaft. In the pilot's den, two DRDs are patrolling as they stop, scan, and move on. As they pass, Aaron and John emerge from the shaft. Side shaft runs at the ready. Only beams of their flashlights alight the stealthy way. They speak at hushed tones. Aaron, the DRD, is definitely in defensive posture. John, what are you planning to say, pilot, that you think is going to make a difference? Aaron, you're right. This is about the past. You remember more and more about these de- those days. I'm the only one who could possibly understand. But if you can forget to him to talk about it, it might help. John, so you think that talking will help? And mm-hmm. John, why didn't why don't you talk to me? He talks to Glotzim and makes no reply. Come on, Aaron, let me know. What's you so talking about? That happened, Aaron. I've been in Vidoric. The response is just you and me and the walls in here. Cut back to Marino Mara three cycles ago. Aaron and Vorek in private quarters. Semi dressed Aaron is behind him. Giving him a neck message of rubbing her cheek against the top of his head. Vorek's sounding as if he's given up hope, convincing her to come with him. I've I've finished my summit here. I'm going to be signed be soon signed soon. Aaron laying her head on his forehead. I want to go with you. Vorek, you mean it? Dreaming around to sit, having his his and nods. Without having his and nods as he strokes his hair. Like flying prowlers, and truthfully enough, been through all the accepted channels of command. That sounds about the same thing to signal me out. They never listen to me. For I can make this as sudden as you, for you as flying any parallel it could ever be. I promise, Aaron flatly continues to shrug him. Where would that, where we go? For it well, doesn't matter, somewhere else. For the shuddering in the pole, as pilot could speak on the day he and the crew escaped the peacekeepers. Aaron flatly looking into his eyes, pressing him, don't know how to live somewhere else. Varek, with too gentle gladness, you may only stay because it's, this is all you've ever known. It's right, new place, you'll thrive. And she stops touching him, change your mind. Varek, shortly what? Aaron urgently, whatever you did, whatever you did with Clarice's plan, put it back. Varek, what are you talking about, Aaron? Her lips move, but she cannot articulate any words of responsibility, Aaron. What is it about? At a moment the door the room opens, flooding Varek's face with a harsh white light. Aaron scrambles away from him. Comes attention to two soldiers, followed by Quesus, barge in, and Varek's eyes widen in horror. What have you done? Even later, to Quesus and soldiers, what's meaning this? Soldiers seize him, proceed to drag him away. Quesus, what do you think it is, Varek? You're under arrest. Varek angry, but also frightened by what charge? Quasis, the soldiers stop and hold the struggling Vorek before him for a moment. Treason. Quasis, stop, stop. Quasis, the soldiers stop and hold struggling Vorek before him for a moment. Treason, of course. We can find no evidence of your attempts to sabotage my project. I think we may have caught you before, able to do any of your damage. We find, we find, we'll find out soon enough, Aaron. Assume you are a informant. Aaron, yes, Captain. Officer of Aaron's son, Quasis, just contact Lieutenant Tag. She will see that you are awarded with the assignment you requested. Aaron, proud of duty, teacher, sir? Quasis, whatever, to stop to bring him. Varek, he drags out of Aaron's looks of a dull horror what he's done and says, He found that something special to single himself out with. Congratulations, Aaron. No ordinary peacekeeper would have attempted this. As I told you, you are special. It disappears in custody. Aaron, perhaps, Quasis, perhaps, actually noticing her for the first time, gives Aaron a lean, piercing look. <laughs>
before turning away as well. Aaron is left alone, staring blankly after them. Cut back to present day Moya. Aaron stands in dark access shaft, staring through a grate that looks in Pilot's den. John stands behind her. Aaron, I got my duty. John, and what happened to Vorek? She gets, makes response other than turn and look at him. John tilts his head back and sells his silent understanding. Aaron turns back to the grate. Below them, Aaron Pilot can be seen sitting very still, console utterly alone, darkness of den. Aaron, but he never got they never wrote with him to talk. He never told them what he'd done to the sabotage Squares' plan. But I think I know now. His closest project to work pregnant and I find the Moya. John to breed a peacekeeper to find a warship. For it instilled the shield of event conception. Aaron, the shield of Diego, excellently shattered. Cut back to command when Diego, the others continue excessively, attempts to get anything working. Diego leaving his console. Control console is no use, Shane. There must be some way to get Moya to help us. So then, no, there isn't. All interior life support is in Pilot's hands. Diego, not anymore. Moya jars them violently. So then, even if we can communicate directly with Moya, there's nothing she can do on her own. So then, just my luck. Of all the findings in the universe, I end up aboard one with a second string pilot. Jane, so now, now we know Pilot's first pilot. And how do we know Pilot's first, Moya's first pilot? Was any better? Well, now that's what you call backhanded statement for Bolt. Come back to Pilot's den. He sits motionless in the eerie silence of the great chamber, his head bowed, eyes closed. But he's alive and looks up his metallic claim. A great dropping rings out. Aaron and John drop down the catwalk, single yards, several yards in front of him. The knees on either side of him. Now he, he speaks to them in his language. Pilot in low growl. Ach, toka, hurrah. Where the day ends, oh, DRDs open fire to them. John Pollock, no, but yes, he and Aaron are forced to return fire. As he charged the console, Daniel's lit for a few moments of flashes of pulsecut. Rat gun flare, fire, metallic plink of strikes. Brown and John and he would pick off the DRDs, make, console, make the console their flashlight play over. Pilot face growls like some great dangerous beast. They keep the guns trained on him. Pilot, get out of my chamber. Leave me alone. I know, Pilot, we need to talk. Pilot, growling again, talk. You want a chance to tell me, non-violent, who you are, you, who you are now? Tell me how non-violent you are now, or what? You blast me through in pieces. We did a pilot who used to sit here and makes a sudden angry move towards him. A gun, he doesn't get back down. Makes a move back towards her. John shouts her warning, her name warning, stay away from me. John shouting, and shouting, tell me now, pilot, talk to me right now, I swear I'll. John cutting her off, she's got, she's not got, not a lot of finesse for this sort of thing. Aaron in silence, pilot grabs dangerously, John continues gently, pilot, we just went here to help. If you stayed to fit for Moya, you starved to death. Pilot with bit weary bitterness, with my one, no one will relegate them, the precious life systems. One function properly. John conceding the point of self-interest. Right, fine, yes. We all want you back in the seat, trying to appeal to him on a different level. He's, as he says, if no despondent child, Maya may be pretty worried, wondering where the hell you got to. But it doesn't matter. You'd be better off without me. Aaron and John are quiet for a long moment. They ponder the depth of the great creature's misery. Aaron, she tosses to the gun to the console, in front of the pilot. John lowers his to the most well. I'll call him back memories of a time none of us wanted to remember. Based on my actions back then, I deserve to die. If you wish to kill me right now, I'm not going to stop you, but please, spare any others and yourself. Pilot, he gazes at her, sees his, creases his face in deeper and darker than usual. His eyes glow against the deep grey of his skin. His compassion overcomes his anger. Our son is not you who deserve to die. Death is his eye. John McKay, so you're not Moyer's original pilot. You're placed there. You can't blame yourself for that. Pilot, I don't, I don't, I don't only replace, didn't only replace the old pilot. Cut the pilot's own world. Only three circles ago, we see him, we see him, it's like ground fog. Few black rocks, just above the whirling, swelling vapours, higher ridges of rock comprise the horizon. Dominant feature of the landscape, night sky with its heart stopping beautiful, its blue combat 
Deep blue, comet blue, densely spangled with stars. Pale Nora, Anoia, skimmers softly, comets slowly rain their fire across the heavens. Bullock sits on the oak covering rock, speaks upon it, sits in the mist. Only his great covered back and head appears above it. Pilot Twilight, as he looks up at Volick, the elders already judged me. They said I'm not worthy of a pilot of the Phonian. Volick, if you believe that, you won't be right here now. But why are you here? By hanging his head, I want to be joined so badly, Volick. I can make that happen, young one. Pilot with ten- fear, little bitterness. But the elders, the elders are not yet decreed it to be my destiny. Volick, I offer you a chance to make your own destiny. Look up. What do you see? Looks up. Pilot tilts his head to look up too. Pilot breathes the world with wonder and reverence. Stars. Varric, that's what I offer you. Varric, that's what I offer you. Stars. Pilot wistful. I dream of nothing else. Varric, I... Varric, I offer you the phone in. All you have to do is agree to help me. John Innocent, strug- Pilot Innocent, struggling to understand the implications of Warwick's offer. But he said that from, for me to join the old one would have to die. Warwick firmly, Pilot will die no matter what you do. Pilot looks down and lets out a long, sad sigh as Warwick watches him. Like a hawk, if you don't come with me, you'll find someone else who will come. Someone who isn't afraid to take their place amongst the stars. Cut back to present day Moya. Pilot, his voice is flat and husky. Peyton Moya's true pilot was sealed at the moment. You see, Sharon, it wasn't really you who caused his death, a death. It was me. If I didn't agree to come, Vorek may never have found a replacement. Pilot, but he looks down and he seems very close to tears. But I just wanted to desperately to see the stars. Anne's eyes are glistening as she smiles at him. And do you remember when you first came aboard, Moya? Vorek stroked your cheek like this like to calm you. He reaches out and touches his face. His voice cracks as he continues back then. Couldn't find out why he was dead with seeing like that. Now I can him. I couldn't fathom. Now I, I couldn't. I couldn't fathom not doing it. We've come a long way since then, pilot. We can still got a long way to go. Take the journey with me. He accepts of comfort and reaching out with one great claw, he lays it gently against her cheek. She lays her hand upon it, and the tears come. Pilot weak and raspy, and never sees just some temporary connections and may be made that make, make give me rotary control of my systems. And John smiled both back. Both smiles offer to rejoin the world of living. John, okay, let's get side. Soon after, Cup Sedego and lower tier of pilot station amongst the great navigated spiny rear legs and massive nerve fibres, which seemed to have grown consistently, consist, considerably since Vorik made original graphs. Perhaps the job of making the reattachments has fallen to Dago's as karma or his semantic relays. He ripped the DNA's. He flattened over the past cycle or so. Pilot, these connections are made just working fine. Pilot, those connections you made are working just fine. Realise if you finish with what you're doing now, allowing me to bond with Moya naturally. I'll take the entire circle for the process to complete. During the bonding period, I don't have much control of my systems. As I had before, I will make it more tenderous for all of us, as they are, as they, are, as they have a choice. If they have a choice, Maya, Dr. Diego, doesn't matter, Pilot, you deserve to be bonded by you naturally. Pilot, I will work hard to deserve it. Diego is finished. How does it feel? Pilot will quite wonder. Almost more to himself than Diego, there's no more pain. There's no longer any pain. Cut to command, Aaron, John and Air. John Vorick said he always remember you. <coughs> and, and you? And you? Have you? Aaron, hmm, he said, that, he said that in the right place I would thrive, John. He was right. Aaron, you know, that time when he asked me to go with him, he said you couldn't go, be so much more. Exactly what you said to me the first day I was here. John, and you, you say, uh, John, and you say you think you love this man? As he watches, he takes a deep breath and glances him. There's nothing, but says nothing. He looks away as if thinking about it. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.